Welcome to the teaching ministry of Stephen Fraser and Life of Faith Bible Church. An outreach dedicated to helping you triumph in every area of life. Now here's Pastor Fraser with today's message. We are in a series on the subject of faith. We should be excited about that because faith is the victory that overcomes the world, the Bible tells us. It's through faith in God that we're not limited by our five physical senses. We're not limited to the things that we can see, hear, feel, touch, so forth. We're not limited to those things. We are able to tap into an unlimited God, a God that is without limits. And we all know that all things are possible with him, right? But Jesus said all things are possible, not just to God. He said all things are possible to him who believes, him who believes. And so when we're talking about believing God, we're talking about faith. Faith is total confidence and trust in God. Trust in Him. Now think about that. All things are possible to Him who believes. Man, just getting a hold of that. It's, it's not just possible with God. It's possible with you when you put your trust in God. Because God is willing to give you whatsoever things you desire. As long as it doesn't contradict the scriptures, as long as it doesn't go against the word of God, and it's a good thing, God wants you to have it. He wants you to have it. He said, let's go look at it, Mark the 11th chapter. I was trying to hold out from going to Mark 11, you know, just yet. Got a lot of other things I want to talk about. But it's, it's difficult because... It's one of the greatest scriptures when talking about faith. Mark, the 11th chapter. Jesus said, verse 22, Jesus answered and said to them, his disciples. Do we have any disciples of the Lord here tonight? For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will come to pass, he will have whatever he says. See, he's talking there about mountain-moving faith. And then he goes on, verse 24, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Believe that you receive them. That's what we're believing. We're believing to receive what? Whatever things you ask. And that's not the only place. I mean, in John's gospel, Jesus says it several times, whatever things you desire. He says in another place, ask. Ask that your joy might be full. So if it's good and it brings you joy, God wants you to have it. God will give it to you. He lets us know. Uh, There's a lot of things we don't have to wonder about. See, because if you're wondering, then you're doubting. 
And if you're doubting, you're not believing. You're not in faith. Because faith believes without doubting. It believes without doubting. That's what faith does. So we want to have that kind of faith where we're believing without doubting. How can you have that? Well, you've got to know God wants you to have the thing that you're asking him for. You've got to know that he wants you to have it, that he gives it to you, that he's not going to withhold any good thing from you. In fact, 2 Peter, while we're on it, 2 Peter chapter 1 makes it pretty clear right here. In verse 2, it says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and Virtue by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Look again at verse 3. As his divine power has. Now has is that past tense, present tense, or future tense. It's past tense. As his divine power has given to us a few things, some things. No, has, has, past tense, has given to us all things that pertain to life. All the things that you would have need of in life has already, on God's end, been given. It's already been given to us. He's already given it to us. He's already given us all things. All good things come from God. When does he give it? He already has. See, he already has. Now, it's up to us to go pick up our order. See, he's already already given it. It's already been extended to us. Now, we just got to go pick it up. We just have to go receive it. And that's what faith does. Faith receives the promises of God. It receives the provision that God has already provided for you. All things. Think about that. Anything that you would need in life, God has already provided it for you. He's already said yes and amen. It's yours. Lord, can I have? Yes. Amen. It's yours. He's already said yes. The Bible says that in another place in Corinthians. It says all the promises of God are in him. Yes and amen. See, it's already, he's, it's, with God, it's already yes. God doesn't go maybe. We'll see. Well, if you do things just right. Now, if you straighten things out. Get those things fixed in your life. Then I might give it to you. Too late. He's already given it. He already gave it to you. Now it's just a matter of you getting a hold of what he's already given and go get it. And how do you go get it? You go over and get in faith. You get in faith. And you receive it from him. 
Because that's what faith does. Remember? Mark 11, verse 24. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe. Believe what? That God will give it to you. Is that what it says? Does it say, believe that God will give it to you? That's how a lot of people talk. I'm just believing God's going to do it. I'm just believing God's going to give that to us. No, 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 no. It doesn't say anything about God giving. He's already given, according to 2 Peter chapter. He's already given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. You see, you know, people are confused about these things because they don't study the word. A lot of people just go by what they've been religiously taught in life or what they think, how they feel about it. And a lot of things that people believe about God, they just learned by seeing how other people treated them, how other people do things. And they just figure that God's just like everybody else, but he's not. He's not. You want to get to know God? Get to know the word of God. Get to know the word of God. That's how we get to know God. And when you get in the word of God, you find out. That God has already given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. It's not about God doing a thing. It's not when it comes to healing. Well, we're just believing God's going to heal. God's going to heal. No, God's already healed. Right? First Peter chapter 2. We're right here in Second Peter. Just go back to First Peter chapter 2. It says concerning Jesus, verse 24, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness by whose stripes, talking about the stripes that were laid upon Jesus when he was whipped, when he was beaten. My margin says for that word stripes, it could also be translated wounds. By whose wounds? By the wounds of Jesus, you were healed. Now, is were past tense, present tense, or future tense? It's past tense. See, you were healed. See, he's already provided it. We've just got to get good at believing it. And in believing it, we're receiving it. When are we receiving it? We're receiving it when we're believing it. See, a lot of folks have the attitude, well, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, that's not faith. That's just believing with your senses. That's not believing with faith. That's not believing with your heart, with your spirit. That's not believing God's word. That's just believing what you see happening in front of you. Well, we'll just, we'll just know it's true when we see it. No, we believe we receive when? Well, the Bible says going back to Mark 11. We believe we receive them when we pray. When we pray. At the moment we ask, that's when we receive. Let's go back here to uh, verse 24 again. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray. Everybody say, when you pray. When at the time that you pray, you believe. Not after you pray. When you pray. You believe 
when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Or we could say, you will see them. You don't believe when you see. You believe when you pray. See, that's faith. That's faith. So a lot of times, see, we, we will believe we receive from God something. But then if, if we don't see things change or they look worse. You know, sometimes things look worse before they look better. You know, there's been a lot of things like that in life that I've seen in my life and in other people's lives. But what do you do? Well, you just keep standing and knowing that I've already received it. I've already received it. Praise God, I received it when I prayed. See, a lot of folks get excited when they see it, and I do too. You know, when you see the answer, it's exciting. But don't just wait until you see it before you get excited. Because if you believe you received it, then you're excited. That's a little different. You know, just like uh, you order something. And, uh, you know, UPS, it's coming. You've put the order in. In fact, you even get an email that tells you, we'll arrive on such and such a day. Man, I wish, I wish we could have that spiritually. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be nice if we got, like, emails from heaven <laughs> saying, the, the order that you put in, that you believed you received, it'll be here Friday by the end of the day. Praise God. We'd be pretty excited. Well, we could be just as excited without getting the email. Because we got God's word on it. He said, I've already given it. I've already provided it. So provided that you received it, it's coming. So get happy. Get excited. Now when we see it, We'll shout a little louder. But we can start shouting because we've already received it. Praise God. We can already thank God for it and say glory to God. Hallelujah. I, I, I did it. I did it. I, I went ahead and did it. I ordered it. And bless God, it's coming. It's on the way. When's it going to be here? I don't know. Any day, any moment now. It's coming. I got it. See? It's coming, but I got it. You know, again, I used the illustration uh, last time about a, a pregnant woman. She conceived and she has a baby. She has a baby that is growing and developing on the inside of her. So now she just lives out nine months expecting. Expecting. They say she's expecting. Well, every one of us should have a, a spiritual belly. Every one of us should be, have been impregnated with the promises of God and believed you received. I mean, we all should be in faith about something. How many people believe they've received some things? Well, you see, if we live by faith, which is what the Bible says the just do, the Bible says the just shall live by faith, then we are living in a, in a continual state of expectancy, knowing that we have some things. We have some things from God. 
We got some exceedingly great and precious promises from God, and they're ours right now. We got these things. Glory be to God. And we're going to see some of these things come forth in the days ahead. Hallelujah. But bless God, we got it. We got it. We're expecting. We're expecting. See? So, so expecting spiritually is being spiritually pregnant. Did you get that? If you're expecting things spiritually because of your faith, then you are spiritually pregnant. You are carrying something that not anybody, including yourself, can actually see yet. But you got it. You got it. Now we're just excited to see it. Hallelujah. We all need to be like this. We all need to be in faith concerning the promises of God. We all need to be expecting. There's things we should have received. And whenever we hear the word of God, we should be getting in faith. It should be bringing us into faith because Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So if you're hearing the word of God, faith is coming. If faith isn't coming when you hear the word of God, then maybe it's not the word of God you're hearing. Maybe you're hearing the opinions of men. Maybe you're hearing something else, human reasoning, human wisdom. You know, a lot of, I've, I've you know, heard a lot of that, where someone will take one verse of Scripture and then they'll just run off, use that Scripture to kind of validate everything else they're going to be saying, like it's God's Word, but everything else they say has nothing to do with God's Word. It's all psychiatry. It's all human wisdom. It's not the word of God. But they'll just take a scripture and then they'll just run off and, just, and begin to say any old thing. And, and, this, and there's a scripture that kind of goes along with it. But it's not the word of God. So it doesn't produce faith. Which means no faith, no victory over the world. So you see, there's a lot of folks out there that are just listening to human teaching concerning God and God's ways. And the unfortunate thing is, they're just getting a head full of knowledge rather than a heart full of faith. But if the word of God is being preached, then faith is coming. If faith isn't coming, then the word of God isn't being preached or you're not hearing. Now, you, haven't people know, you can be present in a place where the word of God is being preached But even though you're there and the lights are on, nobody's home. You know, a lot of of folks come to church and they're like Motel 6. You know, they keep the light on for you, but nobody's there. Nobody's there. Nobody's home. (laughs) We don't want to be like Motel 6. We don't want to be like Motel 6. No, no, we want to be hearing, or in other words, listening. See, there's a difference between hearing and listening. You know, you you can hear me speaking, but yet you're not listening to what I'm actually saying. Yeah, you're hearing noise. You're picking up things, but your mind is here, your mind is there, and you're distracted. Well, then you're distracted from faith coming. Which means you're being distracted from victory. Which means we can't let that happen. So we've got to treat it serious, and we've got to 
we got to hold ourselves accountable and keep ourselves focused. And recognize, I got to get this. There's been plenty of times, you know, I'll put a CD in or something of a teaching. I really have it on my heart to listen to this. And then I'll be driving down the road. And how many people are driving down the road? You can get pretty distracted from what, but now it's playing. It's playing. And, uh, and, but then all of a sudden I realize I missed, I missed something. And I'll go back and rewind the thing. And I have found myself going back and rewinding the same thing over and over and over because I just, as soon as I started playing it, I got distracted again. Now, I've even gotten distracted reading the Bible. I mean, I could be sitting there reading the Bible out loud. I'm just sitting there reading the Bible out loud and I'm just going and going and going, but then I'm not there anymore. And it's like my head and my mouth and my body are, are I mean, if you walked in the room and said, Ma, he's really looking at the Word. He's really reading the Word. I mean, I'm over here. I've just, I've drifted in my mind. And yet, even though I'm speaking, reading, looking at the Bible, that's not where I am. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So, you're hearing yourself, you're reading, but you're not really listening. You're not really listening. So, when the Bible talks about faith comes by hearing, it's a listening. It's a listening. It's a paying attention. And if you're really paying attention, what's coming? Faith. Faith is coming. Believing's coming, which means what? Receiving is happening, which means you're receiving. You're receiving what you're hearing. Can you say amen? Now, we got an illustration of this over in Acts. Acts, the 14th chapter. And they were preaching the gospel there. Where? Well, this place called Lystra, cities of Lyconia. And of the surrounding regions. They were preaching the gospel there. Or the word of God. And in Lystra a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting. A cripple from his mother's womb. Who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking. Now what was Paul speaking? Well let's go back again. Verse 7. And they were preaching the gospel there. Preaching the gospel there. So here this man, here's this man, crippled from his mother's womb, never walked a day in his life. This man, verse 9, heard Paul speaking or preaching the gospel. He's hearing the word of God. Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed. Said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. And when the people saw what Paul had done, they raised their voices saying in the Lyconian language, the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. Anyway, they came and they wanted to sacrifice to him and everything else. And uh, it says, notice, notice what it says. Now when the people saw what Paul had done, they thought this man's a god. This man's a God. What did he do? What did he do? He did two things. He preached the gospel. Number one. Number two, he said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet. How many people think they can do this? How many people can preach the gospel? How many people can shout at a crippled person, stand up on your feet? Huh? Is, I mean, is this, is this hard? I mean, I'm preaching the gospel tonight. 
So all I have to do is say, stand up on your feet and I'll be like a God. Not really. God is God. God is God. God came down from heaven and healed this man. True or false? No, God had already healed the man. By whose stripes? By the wounds of Jesus, you were, past tense, you were healed. Paul's preaching the gospel. He's talking about Jesus. He's preaching about all that Jesus has done for this man. This man believes it. Faith has come to this man. Faith has come to this man because he heard the gospel being preached. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Somebody say, faith is coming. It's coming right now. It's coming right now. So Paul, all Paul did here was preach. That's all he did. And he observed this man. He's looking, see, while he's preaching, he's looking, he's watching. He looks over here and he sees one guy going, and he goes, man, that guy's got faith. No, no, I don't think so. He looks over here, he sees somebody else going, and just getting more and more glazed in the eyes. He looks over here, he sees another person, amen. But you can hear, it's like, amen, amen, amen. It's just... It's like this hollow echo. No power to it. But then he sees this one guy, a cripple, a man who's never walked a day in his life. Paul's preaching the gospel. I wonder what Paul was preaching. I wonder what, I mean, don't you think the gospel he was preaching is the gospel we preach today? So I wonder if the gospel that he preached sounds like a lot of the preaching we hear today. Well, now you never know with God. Sometimes he'll heal you. Sometimes he'll kill you. This man had faith to be healed. How? Hearing the gospel preached. Can you have faith to be, can you be absolutely convinced about healing? No, 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 I'm not done. Can you be absolutely convinced about healing with somebody preaching the gospel that sounds like you never know with God? Sometimes... You know, some people are born that way for a reason. You know, some people are born that way to glorify God in their, in their condition. Would he have faith to be healed? Or would he have faith to just suck it up? You know what I'm saying? Just go, well, praise God. God works in mysterious ways, his wonders to perform sometimes but you never really know. Would he have had faith to, to, to be healed? No, he would, have, he, would have, he would have just sat there. He would have just sat there. So the gospel that was being preached must have guaranteed this man healing for this man to have faith to be healed. So if that's the gospel my Paul the apostle preached, then bless God, wouldn't that be the gospel we preach today? Shouldn't the preaching of the word of God be causing people to jump out of wheelchairs? Shouldn't the gospel today be causing people to experience healing and miracles in their body and their life? Absolutely. 
Absolutely, it's the same guy. He's just, he's not, well, that's Paul the Apostle. Okay, what did he do? What did he do? What was so amazing that he did? He preached the gospel and was able to be, he was aware of the fact that he could tell when somebody had faith. Faith, when somebody's got faith, you could just tell. It's discernible. It's discernible. So he recognized this man had faith. I mean, again, when faith comes, expectancy comes. And excitement comes. Because you're believing. This man was convinced that he could walk. He could walk. And so Paul can see this guy's convinced. He didn't just sit there and go, hmm. There's a place for that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not looking for everybody to be like this. I'm smiling, Pastor. I really believe. Calm down. You could do that too, and that ain't faith. You could be all emotional, right? Not everybody that's emotional is spiritual and in faith. But somebody that's really in faith is going to be emotional. There's going to be some emotion. There's going to be expectancy there. So the only thing this man was lacking, notice, he had faith. The word of God came to this man. He heard the gospel preached. Verse 9 again. This man heard Paul speaking. So that's, he was, he was, he was here and he was listening. He got a hold of this. He got a hold of this with his, he got a hold of the gospel with his heart. The gospel concerning healing. Not only is it God's will for you to be healed. Forget about it being God's will. He's already provided it. He's already given it. So with God, it's as good as done. See, Matthew chapter 8 verse 17 says, Jesus, when he went to the cross, not only did he take our sins, but the Bible says he took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. He took it already. It's already been taken. He took our infirmities. He bore our sicknesses. He's already provided us with everything, all things that pertain to life and godliness. So we got to understand, with God it's done. It's never about getting him to do. It's about us receiving what he's already done, receiving what he's already provided. He's already given you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is referred to as the helper, the strengthener, the comforter. The standby. He stands by us. But he's your helper. I love that one. Helper. That's the name of the Holy Spirit. He is the helper. God, send help. Do you have the Holy Spirit? Yes. You got the helper. What do you think the helper does? He helps. The helper helps. Praise God. Woo, hallelujah. God help. He already has given you the helper. Now what you need to do is take hold of what he's given you. You need to go ahead and step into faith concerning the helper and just begin to thank him that he's with you to help you through this. So a lot of times, really, our praying is just thanksgiving. It's thanking God for what he's already done. Thanking God for what he's already provided us with. He's given me the helper. 
So if I say, uh, Holy Spirit, help me with this, what's he got to do? He's going to help. I don't have to question that. I don't have to wonder about that. That's why he's here. That's his assignment. He's come to be our helper. So we have, we, have, we have the helper with us already. So let's just, let's just go ahead and just receive the help. Just go ahead and say, I need help with this right here. And just know, I got it. See, I don't say that one again. Now, Lord, help me with this. And then you kind of step out hoping he does. No, no, did you ask him? Do you know that that's what he does? So then you've received it? Oh, then praise God, go forward. He's there helping you. He's there helping you. Glory to God. I mean, I, I wouldn't get up to minister in front of anybody if I didn't believe in the helper. If I didn't know that I know that I know that he's here, I'd still be hiding in my office. But I know that I know that I know he's here. See, I would never want to do this without him. Oh, my goodness. I'd feel so sorry for all of you. I mean, I'd feel so sorry for you. Put you through that. But, oh, he's helping us tonight. He's helping all of us tonight. Praise God. He's giving the utterance. He's establishing the thoughts. He's doing exactly what we've asked him to do. He's doing exactly what he said he would do. Woo, he's giving utterance. He's helping us. He's filling this place. He's here to talk to you, give you revelation of the things you're hearing. What does that mean? Well, that means now you're getting it in your spirit, not just in your ears. You're not just hearing with your head, with your, with your ears. You're hearing with your heart. You're getting it on the inside of you. Oh, glory to God. That's revelation. That's revelation. See, we just don't want an education. We want revelation. Too many people settle for an education. No, you want revelation. And a revelation is what produces the faith. Causes the conviction. The conviction of faith, that knowing that you know, that you know, that you know, this is yours. Then things will come and test your faith. You know, you'd be strong in faith, strong in faith, and then just stay away from the word, stay away from thinking and meditating on the promises of God, and just keep looking at the problem, keep looking at the problem, keep looking at the problem. And next thing you know, the fear, fear begins to take over where there was faith. Now you're more dominated by fear than you are faith. You have to recognize that. Man, I've allowed fear to get in here. I've, 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 I've lost contact with my faith. I know it is true that Jesus did this for me. He took that for me. He already, he already provided that for me. I know that to be true, but I only know it here. I did know it here, and it did work for me here, but now I only know it here. I got to get back where this is, this is in my heart. I got this with my heart. So you got to be able to tell the difference. Believing with the head and believing with your heart. You got to tell. You got to be able to recognize that. Am, am I in faith right now? See, because you can have faith in you and not be in faith. A lot of people don't know that. See, they think, well, I believe, I believe, I, I understand. But are you in faith? Now, let's go back to this man. So here's this crippled man, never walked a day in his life. And Paul, seeing he had faith to be healed. Look at it again. This man heard Paul speaking, Paul observing him intently, and seeing that he 
had faith to be healed, yet he wasn't healed. Now get a hold of this. He had faith to be healed. But he's still in the wheelchair. He's not walking. What if Paul never said, stand up straight on your feet? What happens if Paul never said those words? What happens if Paul didn't recognize he was in faith and didn't, didn't say those words? What, 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 what would have happened? Man, he would have left that service excited. They would have wheeled him out the door. He would have gone out just excited that it's God's will for him to be healed. In fact, God's already provided healing for him. Hallelujah. And he would have shouted and praised God. And uh, the next day, maybe shouted and praised God. Then the next day, he might have not praised God so loud. And then maybe then, uh, maybe it's not for me. And now he's not in faith at all. There's no faith there at all. Now it's just hopelessness again. See, Paul, recognizing he had faith to be healed, had to get him now in the faith that he had in him. He had faith in him. Now Paul had to help him get in the faith that he had in him by getting him to act upon the faith he had. Because faith without works is dead. Faith without corresponding action is dead. So a lot of people do get faith when they hear the word, but without any corresponding action, it's dead. It remains dormant in them, and they're not in it. You are in faith when you act upon the faith that is in you. Why don't you say it? Say, I am in faith when I act upon the faith that is in me. Yeah. So you got to act upon the faith that's in you. Sometimes the first act is to speak. Speak what you believe. Don't just hold it in. That was Mary's problem. Mary, she heard all these things about Jesus. Now she had faith. She believed she received. And uh, she conceived of the Holy Spirit and brought forth the Son of God. But then from that point on, she never, she never really acted upon the words that she heard. She had people come, speak over the, over the child, Jesus, prophesy, say all kinds of things. And the Bible says concerning Mary time and time again, she kept all these things in her heart. Now she, she believed. She took it to heart, but it just stayed there. She never released it out of her heart. She never spoke it. She didn't repeat it. She didn't confess it. She didn't act upon it. She just continued to just function in the natural as she raised Jesus. So that when Jesus actually stepped out and began to do the miracles, the signs, and the wonders, the Bible says that she and the rest of the family thought Jesus was out of his mind. And they came down to stop him. Because he was going against the priests. He was going against the scribes. He was going against the religious people. And you just don't do that. I mean, those people are God's representative. You don't go against them. Well, unless they go against the word of God. Which they were totally going against the word. And so they were coming against Jesus. And Jesus was against them. 
They were contrary to each other. Mary just didn't understand that. So the Bible says she came down for, for she said, he's beside himself. What? I mean, she don't have a clue. Now, thank God she got it right at the end. After Jesus rose from the dead, she's there in Acts chapter 1 and 2. She's in the upper room. And she's part of those praying, getting ready to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. But why was she so unbelieving when Jesus was there doing the miracle signs and wonders? Why? Because she kept these things in her heart. And they died there. Because faith without corresponding action is dead. She needed to keep declaring what she heard about this boy. He is not just your boy. I got news for you. I understand you're getting very familiar with him. And it seems, I mean, you're changing diapers. And we get that. And you're training him up. And he couldn't talk without your help. He couldn't walk without your help. So he seems so helpless. He's just like any little child. And so we can understand how to you it's just becoming a very natural thing. And you're his mother. And, and you're forgetting who he really is. You are raising God in the flesh. But you see, she didn't keep that. She didn't keep that. She just kept it in her heart. She, if she had it in her mouth and she said, I'm raising the son of God. You know, if she kept that in front, she would always been in awe of Jesus. So that she never would have said, he's beside himself. We've got to stop him. She never would have done that. See, so if it could happen to Mary, it could happen to you. It could happen to you. Where the word of God you've heard just lies dormant and ends up dying on the inside of you. And that's when you got religion. That's when you just got, instead of faith, you just got a form. You just got formality. You just go through the motions. It becomes a ritual. We don't want our faith to just become a form. We want our faith to be living and powerful Activated in our life, working on our behalf. How do you do that? How do you do that? You got to put action to what you believe. So if you received some things tonight, if you if faith came to you tonight, you need to act upon that. You need to go ahead and you need to receive some things. If you believe, go ahead and receive. Go ahead and just jump out and take it. Act upon it. Activate it in your life. Let it go to work for you. Hallelujah. That's what you got to do. Don't just let it lie dormant on the inside of you. And you just say every kind of natural thing, every kind of, you know, you speak about all the symptoms and feelings and negativity and all this kind of stuff. Don't just, don't just fill your mouth with those things. Make sure your mouth is being filled with his praise. Make sure your mouth is filled with what you believe from the word of God. So the man had faith, but then it's when he said, stand up straight on your feet. The man acted upon his faith. And then we see what that faith produced. A miracle. An absolute miracle. Hallelujah. It's time for the miraculous. It's time for the miraculous. It's it's time to step over and really begin to see more miracles than we've ever seen before. It needs to become normal. The miraculous needs to be normal for you and I. We just see miracles all the time because that's how we talk. We talk about a God of miracles. We talk about miracle promises. All these miracles he's provided for us already, all these things that he has for us. We're declaring it. We're talking it. We're shouting it. 
sharing it, preaching it, telling others about it. We can't help but declare the things we have seen and heard. Unfortunately, most people can more than help it. And they don't, they don't, they don't say it. They don't, they don't talk about it. They don't share it. it is. And then you ask them, what did, you, what did he preach on Wednesday night? Oh, man, it was good. What was it about? I don't, I, don't, I don't know. But it was good. It just slips away. It just slips away because we don't keep it going. We don't keep it going. We just heard it. It was great. We felt good. We went. And then we just filled ourselves up with everything else. Rather than recognizing Faith came tonight. Faith came tonight. Man, let's put this to work. Oh, hallelujah. It came tonight. Bless God. We heard the word. Faith came tonight. Let's put this thing to work right now. Glory to God. Let's get to praying. Let's get to asking. Because when we're asking, we're receiving. Because we're believing that we have what we're asking for. We have it. It's ours. It belongs to us. Can you say amen? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, if you're sitting at the dinner table, they put all this food out in front of you, and and, and you say, pass me the potatoes. I mean, do do you ask, wondering, if you'll ever get those potatoes? Huh? Do you wonder? Do you sit there and go, pass the potatoes, please? You're kind of hoping that they say, you can have some potatoes? And you don't hear, it's not the will of this family for you to have potatoes. Right? For you, it's potato chips. You don't get the potatoes. Right? You, when you ask, it say, pass me the potatoes... You expect somebody to pass you the potatoes. Not say, potatoes don't belong to you. <laughs> potatoes went out with the last guest. <laughs> you expect them to give you the potatoes. Right? But you still ask. But you ask believing that they heard you and that it's yours. It belongs to you. You're at the table. The potatoes are on the table, and you've been invited to the table. If you've been invited to the table, and they put potatoes on the table, then what's on the table belongs to you. You don't question that. Well, praise God. He's prepared a table for us in the presence of our enemies. And I got good news for you. According to the word of God, there's exceedingly great, prom- great and precious promises on the table tonight. Healing is on the table. Prosperity is on the table. Help is on the table. Whatever you got need of a refreshing, a strengthening, a blessing, it's on the table tonight. If any man lacks wisdom, let him, let him ask of God who gives liberally without fault finding. Let him ask. Let's just, we'll close with that tonight. James chapter 1. Somebody say it's on the table. Ooh, hallelujah. Pass it my way. See, that's how you just receive. You just ask for it, believe you receive it. And you see it just being passed down the table. And your saliva glands already are activated. You see it coming towards you. I love, I like that, man. That's good stuff. That dessert right there is good. Mmm, hallelujah. It's coming my way. I could taste it already. 
taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Chapter 1, verse 5, James. If anyone, any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all, how? Liberally. Bountifully. He doesn't squeak a little something out. He gives to all liberally and without reproach, without finding fault with you. And it will be given to him, but let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Again, it's not a question of God giving. Well, if you don't have faith, God ain't going to give it to you. If you're not in faith, God, God's not going to give it to you. It's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, let him ask in faith. If you don't ask in faith, don't think you're going to be able to receive. See, it's all, it's all receiving. Pass the potatoes. God's passing the potatoes. It's already been given. In other words, it's already been cooked. It's already been set on the table. It's already been prepared. And now you're at the other end of the table in the seen realm. And he's over here in the unseen realm. And you're just saying, just pass me the potatoes. It's not a matter of him really giving it to you because he's already given it to you when he put it on the table. But now he's passing it to you. So this giving it to you is him passing it to you. You understand? He's just passing it to you at that point. When you receive it. But if you doubt, then you can't what? It's on the table. It doesn't change it. It doesn't change that it's yours. It's yours. It's on the table. But you won't be able to receive it, see? It's all about receiving it. See, the Holy Spirit was poured out in Acts chapter 2. And then from that point on, it's never about God giving the Holy Spirit. It's always talking about receiving the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to close with that instead. Now, there's a lot of scripture we can look at, but let's just go to Acts 19. And we'll close with that. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit. Acts 19, among other places, where you'll see this. It says in verse 1, now it happened... While Apollos was at Corinth, that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, did you, huh? Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? So they said, into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now the men were about 12 in all. Notice The Holy Spirit has already been poured out. Now he came upon them when they what? When they believed and received him. Received him. So there you have it. Verse 2. He said to them, did you receive? See, it's all about receiving. It's not about God giving the Holy Spirit. God, give us the Holy Spirit. There's people that believe that. And they'll tarry and they'll wait like it's the day of Pentecost. They'll tarry, they'll wait 
and they'll wait and they'll wait and they'll cry out for God, for God to give them the Holy Spirit. And sometimes it doesn't happen, so then they you know, have to come back to the next time. And they come to the altar the next week and they cry out and they tarry at the altar, you know. And they wait for the Holy Spirit to be poured out on them. He's already been poured out. Isn't that good news? So you don't have to wonder and wait. He's already poured them out. All you got to do now is just just receive. So what is faith to? Faith believes it receives when it prays, when it says, when it acts upon the word of God. Hallelujah. How many people had some faith come tonight? Well, if you heard, then you had faith come tonight. Glory to God. Why don't we stand on our feet and perhaps... There's something that you can receive tonight from God by activating the faith that you have. Activate the faith that you have. So say this with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. It's the word of faith. I believe. I receive the things I have need of tonight. I get in faith about it. I'm in, I have faith. Now I get in faith. I step into the faith I have that's in me. And I declare that this thing is mine now in the name of Jesus. Now, see, if you have a problem in your body, and there's, there's somewhere in your body, uh, you don't have to ask God to heal you. He's already done that. So just put your hand wherever you might be hurting or you're having a problem. And just right now, you just believe, you receive it, and you just take it. You take it right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Say, in the name of Jesus, healing is mine. I take it right now. Right now, it's mine. That's done. That's done. That's done. Glory to God. That's done. Thank you, Lord. Now, maybe there's some other things, some material things, some some, you know, whatever things that you're, you're dealing with. Maybe it's the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've never received the Holy Spirit. You want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now's the time to receive that tonight. Whatever it is you have need of right now, it's yours. How many people believe that tonight? You have faith? Do you believe that? Do you believe that it's yours right now? That there's no holdout on God's end. I mean, it, it's yours right now. Well, Father, we just thank you for that right now. In the name of Jesus, you tell the Lord what it is what it is you want to receive from them right now. And just go ahead and take it in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We take that. We take that. We take that. In the mighty name of Jesus, we take that help. We take that strength. I take wisdom for this situation right now. In the name of Jesus, I take that. Once you know you got it, just go ahead and shout about it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's so easy, people trip over it. Receiving from God is simple. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. We are a life of faith. Bible church people, we are faith people. We are a family of faith. That concludes this message. For more information about Life of Faith Bible Church or Stephen Fraser Ministries, go to our website at lofbc.org. While you're there, be sure to check out the many other teaching series and books by Stephen Fraser. That website again is lofbc.org. And you can always call 888-542-2555. 
We trust today's message has encouraged your faith and strengthened your spirit to live the victorious life. And until next time, remember, we always triumph and we always win.